Hi, I'm Quinn Serdic, and today on the Two Tickets Podcast, we have Redbird Captain Samuel Tremblay, a recap of the first four exhibition games against Queen's RMC and Concordia twice, and all of your latest Redbird hockey updates. Hello and welcome to the very first Two Tickets segment on the Friends of McGill Hockey Podcast. I'm your host, Quinn Serdic. And I played on the McGill men's hockey team from 2017 to 2021. And I'm delighted to have the opportunity to bring you news on this year's team. So each podcast will begin with a recap, a game recap uh, of the most recent matches against different opponents. So for this week, we will have um, Queens, RMC and Concordia twice. After the recaps of the games, what I'll do is I'll have a current player on uh, that's on the team now, or I'll have alumni that I had the chance to play with. Um, so, so the purpose of this podcast is to, to give you updates on how the team is doing, um, kind of some of the personalities that are on the squad this year, and just to help you stay connected to this team wherever you may be around the world. Um, so without further ado, let's start with the first game recap. Okay, so before we start with the first game recap, I would like to thank Earl Zuckerman for writing all the reports on uh, mcgillathletics.ca. This is where I'm going to be pulling my recaps from uh, to provide you an audio version of of each game the McGill Redbirds have this season. So, game one. The visiting Queen's Gales exploded for three goals before the 15-minute mark of the first period and then added a last-minute empty netter en route to a 4-2 victory over McGill in the first preseason game for the Redbirds. This game marked the opening of the 145th year of men's hockey on McGill campus and spoiled the coaching debut for new bench boss David Urquhart. The first game in 599 days for McGill, it proved to be an emotional affair between two of the fiercest rivalries in sporting history. Despite being an exhibition game, there was bad blood between the teams and 15 penalties were called, including 10 roughing infractions. After being down 3-0 after the first period, it appeared that a different McGill squad showed up after the first intermission as the Redbirds outscored the visitors 2-0 the rest of the way. The markers came from freshman Olivier Mathieu of Drummondville, Quebec, and senior Keanu Yamamoto of Spokane, Washington, midway through the final stanza. One of the bright lights for McGill was freshman goaltender Alexis Shank, a Montreal, Quebec, a Montreal Canadiens prospect from Laval, Quebec, who came in on relief of junior Emmanuel Vela after the first period and turned aside all 22 shots faced. For the Redbirds wrap this week, McGill's 29-man roster features 20 players in either their freshman or sophomore year who are suiting up for the first time with the world's oldest operating hockey franchise. Rounding out the lineup are four juniors and five seniors. This concludes the Game 1 recap against the Queen's Golden Gales. Next game will be against RMC. Stay tuned for Game 2. All right, so game two of the exhibition season took place at McConnell Arena on October 16th. Eric Uba of Kitchener, Ontario, tallied his first two goals at the university level and nine different players scored for McGill in a lopsided 10-2 victory against the Royal Military College. Newly appointed head coach David Urquhart registered his first career victory as bench boss of the Redbirds, and six McGill rookies scored their first collegiate marker. 
Two of them came from the blue line with Scott Walford scoring once and setting up two others, while William Sear contributed one goal and a helper. Rounding out the rookie scoring was Caden Daly, Alex Plamondon, and Brandon Fratarelli. And other scorers were veterans Blake Hayward of Vancouver, British Columbia, Montrealer Phil Gilmore, and Keanu Yamamoto, a fifth-year student from Spokane, Washington, who tallied his second of the season and 40th career goal in a McGill jersey. Congrats, Keanu. McGill goaltender Lucas File of Owen Sound stopped all 16 shots face and earned his first career victory in his first start before being replaced at the midway point of the second period by Alexis Shank, a Montreal Canadiens prospect. All right, game three recap. Rookie Eric Uba of Kitchener, Ontario netted a hat-trick as McGill rallied for a 4-3 victory over Concordia in men's preseason hockey at the Ed Meager Arena on Friday, October 23rd. Uba, a 21-year-old finance freshman who starred for the OHL's Guelph Storm, put McGill ahead 1-0 at 10.51 of the opening period, then tied the game 2-2 at 4.58 of the middle stanza. The 6-foot, 200-pound forward tallied the game winner at 52 seconds of the final frame. Each of his goals were assisted by rookie center Caden Daly of Winnipeg. Uba now leads the team with five goals in four games, while Daly leads the team in points with six. Concordia outshot McGill 41-24, including a 19-10 onslaught in the first period. Emmanuel Vela, a 6'4", 191-pound netminder, stood tall between the pipes, literally, for McGill with 18 saves in the first period alone. The 23-year-old management junior from Toronto finished with a career-best 38 saves for the win to even his preseason record at 1-1. Rounding out the scoring for the Redbirds was Alexander Gagnon, a sophomore forward from Gatineau, Quebec, who was playing in his inaugural game for McGill and tallied his first career collegiate goal at the 16.03 mark of the second period. He tied the score at 3-3. Phil Gilmore, a third-year forward from Montreal, was singled out for a gutsy block shot late in the game when the Stingers were pressing hard with an extra attacker. This concludes the Game 3 recap. McGill moves to 2-1 in exhibition play. Stay tuned for Game 4 and our final recap of this episode. Okay, so Game 4 of the exhibition season took place for the Redbirds on Saturday, October 23rd at McConnell Arena against the Concordia Stingers. Concordia scored at the 219 mark of overtime to escape with a 1-0 win over McGill in men's preseason hockey. Concordia held a 42-31 advantage in shots, and freshman Alexis Shank was credited with 41 saves in a losing cause for McGill. Both teams are 0-3 on the power play, and they will cross paths again in the OUA regular season opener at Concordia on November 3rd. Before then, McGill, who is now 2-2, has two preseason preseason games remaining, both against the UQTR Patriots. The bitter rivals will tango in in Trois-Rivières on Friday, October 29th, before a return engagement in Montreal on October 30th. Both are slated to start at 7 p.m. Now, let's kick it over to Sam Trombley, our very first interviewee of the Two Ticket segment on the Friends of McGill Hockey podcast. So, without further ado, here's Sam Trombley.
Okay, our guest today is senior forward and captain of the McGill Redbirds. Throughout his university career, he has been one of the hardest working players to don the M on his chest, has played in over 125 games for McGill, has registered 41 career goals and 76 points. Hits we're unable to track, but I'm guessing it's around a million. <laughs> and uh, welcome to the very first two-ticket segment of the FMH podcast, Samuel Tremblay. What's up, Sam? Yeah, thanks, buddy. Thanks for having me. Yeah, anytime. You're the very first guest. So being off for, for two years, we'll start right with that. Uh, how is it to finally be able to play and, and get back out there and play games after so long off? It's crazy, man. Honestly, it's, it's, it's kind of weird. I was so eager to come back. Um, not gonna lie, it's kind of challenging, um, especially since my sixth year. It's been it's been a long time. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely not the same as as when I came in. But uh, just to get back in shape, I I took a really good summer. I was fortunate enough to to be to be able to train in a gym for for like more than the summer. Like I started in January, so because mm-hmm. um, we had so much time off during COVID, um, so I had a gym and everything. I could skate. Um, so I had a lot of preparation, but it's, it's kind of weird just to be back playing, being in a team again and stuff like that. Cause everything was online. Um, yeah. so yeah, it's, it's good. It's, um, it, it feels so good. Honestly, I just yeah. always want to be at the rink with it the refs so and like actually playing real games. I saw one of the things that said, uh, you were biking a lot cause like no gyms were open. So yeah. it's nice that you could probably actually train and yeah. Uh, yeah. play real games and, and you know, everyone working for something, but I feel you work toward playing a game, right? Like oh, yeah, everyone plays the game because they love playing hockey. Yeah. So 600 days off of just practicing, it's, it's a lot, right? It's a lot. Yeah. And uh, when we had practices, we could only be like two on the ice. Yeah, exactly. One on each side. So like, it's, it's like nothing, you know, yeah. but, um, we kind of dumb it down though, like during during the peak of the pandemic, during the winter. Yeah. Uh, we used to play outside on the on the pond, so yeah. You know, on the on the ODR, so it's that was a really good time, just like yeah. to, to to get back to the roots of why we play hockey and stuff like that. So yeah, exactly. That definitely feels good. So many back. smiles out there on the ODR, guys. Like you know, you make the most of what you can, and, and it takes you back to kind of your childhood. Oh, yeah. Like I loved it playing out there. Yeah, I was sick. So being the captain and in your sixth year with uh, twenty new players that are either freshmen or sophomore, what's it been like for you this year trying to lead a squad that's basically completely brand new? Honestly, uh, it's it's a nice challenge, but I'm I'm enjoying this right now, really, because um, we did a really good job. And hats off to to um, Liam Helis and uh, and Mikey for for the recruiting, because man, we have a, such a good group of guys. And um, so the the young alumni will will remember that sometimes there was some friction between French and English. Oh and yes, the, the the French English divide a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. But uh, this year, man, it's wow. it's so nice. Everybody's gelling together. Everybody wants to hang out together. Yeah. And I guess it just so many new guys. They come in. It's like a blank canvas. We can just rewrite the story. Yeah. So we can basically do whatever we want and. Guys are just jumping in. They have fun. They want to be there. They have a good mindset. So like, yeah. and also most important, we got good people. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I've seen that already. Just being around the rink and you guys, it's like everyone's kind of there's that competitive edge, and everyone really wants to do well. Like, mm-hmm. 
you know, there's there's nothing giving. It's a br- given. It's a brand new slate for all these guys. So exactly. It, it's it's great to see, and you guys have done well so far in the first four games. Um, so take us back to maybe twenty year old Sam. So your first year coming into McGill, and that learning curve as a freshman trying to balance hockey, school, maybe a couple extracurriculars. Uh, so you know, for these guys coming in, what what's what can they expect? Um. I mean, it's overwhelming. You remember too, and yeah. I guess when you came in, it's like schools a lot. Yeah. Like for me, my first language French. Yeah. Um, I was decent in English, but like not great. Um, and then I I learned uh, a year in 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 Sejab. So I did Sejab one year in, in English, and then mm-hmm. it was all in French after that. So, so before you only did uh, yeah, like you only did school in French. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Then- so I learned pretty much like at school a little bit those English courses. Yeah. Um, and then watching movies, stuff like that, yeah. just like playing video games, I guess, uh, stuff like that. And and in juniors, obviously, it's like French and English. But um, yeah, coming in, the English was. Um, wouldn't say overwhelming that much, but it's just like learning in English. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. need a lot of focus and know? writing properly and exactly. doing all these different things that's exactly. tough that's exactly. cool that you learn from like movies and 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 books i guess too probably yeah. and yeah. we'll get yeah. to yeah. that later um any like particular movies that you just rewatched that like um, really helped you or no well actually we can talk about it later but like yeah. i got this line here um what we do in life echoes in eternity that's my that's my first tattoo that i got and it's from gladiator Oh, probably watched that movie like oh a million times. Russell Crowe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that movie's so that movie's unreal. Yeah, so let's yeah. see that again. So just for the listeners, it's one of a tattoo on on Sam. Yeah, man, that 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 Gladiator movie, all those scenes like with yeah. the chariots and and everything. Yeah, man, it gets me gets me going. Yeah, me too. That's, man. Uh, that's exciting. That's funny. Um, so so being at McGill so far, what are kind of a couple of your fondest memories? I kind of am guessing you'll probably say the Queen's Cup because that was one of my favorites. But um, any good any good things other than that you can remember that 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 really are ingrained in your brain of of, of being here um, yeah. so far. Yeah, for sure. Well, the Queen's Cup, obviously, it's, mm-hmm. it's um, it was just unreal. Uh, winning with like legit your brothers, like I'll f- never forget that in mm-hmm. my whole life that feeling um but uh my two first years were 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 very nice yeah you know just coming in something new yeah um just something new coming out of juniors uh you you just learn a lot of people and it's like that that family feeling yeah from from just being with the guys and then all of a sudden you're you're actually part of something bigger than just, yeah. than just hockey yeah so for me that's that's probably it it's like my two first years just coming in my mentor was reggie bois no, reggie bois reggie beauty yeah beauty <laughs> the beauty yeah role. that's a great mentor um yeah so he kind of showed me the way and i was i was always hanging out with lp in the bus lp Guedon. yeah um in those road trip you know those road trips we yeah, had the, the... our ties ties were all stuck together for like a good your good ties what do you mean <laughs> or thighs oh your thighs yeah yeah, yeah. right uh, right side by side yeah and those those little buses yeah, yeah and those little seats um so yeah good times just a little moments like that yeah it's, it's that what it's what makes it yeah. at the end of the day at the end of the journey you just remember all those and you're like man that was awesome yeah like i think now that i'm done that's just the little stuff you remember that you're like you know you don't remember the the 7 a.m practices you remember like 
the 5 a.m. coming back from North Bay and guys are banging on the buses oh, singing Zigazon, yeah. <laughs> Zigazon. Oh, yeah. You know, at, uh, at 5.30 in the morning after a road trip, everyone's exhausted, but, you know, like, it's got to be done. We got to sing, right? Like, yeah. the little yeah. things, it's it's crazy how, how little things stick with you uh, moving forward. So, uh, a couple more questions, just kind of about your lifestyle. I guess before we get into some of the other questions, let's talk a bit about your, your tattoos. So, sure. You got uh, you got inked up pretty recently. Yeah, I guess don't not the sweater, but uh, yeah. how many do you have? What uh, what's next? What what did you get done recently? What do you got? Um, well, it's mainly been done during the pandemic, I guess, because mm-hmm. um, we didn't play much hockey, so I could just let it heal. Because yeah. during the season, it's it's pretty hard to yeah. um, to get it done. Um, but this one on my right arm, a w- um, it's a wing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's a wing. It's for my niece. Uh, I got her birthday right here. Oh, beautiful. Um, and then Invictus. That's a that's a poem. Yeah. Poem that speaks a lot to me. Yeah. Um, and then I got I got this thing here. This quote from uh, from uh, from Kelly actually. Oh, Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Um, it's only rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, this, my niece. Um, birthday is like a couple days a uh, couple days around uh, when Kelly's Kelly passed away yes, yeah exactly wow. so all this means like that that period of time where it yeah. was really challenging and everything and then yeah that was a very tough period for all of us yeah and, yeah uh, very and then a couple days later I tore my knee yeah so just like yeah. a lot of up and ups and downs man it's, and, and yeah it was it, nuts. It's that, crazy. That. It's like it's like well, one one thing goes wrong and uh, and it's like everything goes wrong. Like I had the same thing. My my teeth are fake. Um, like I got my teeth knocked out in junior for a high stick. One week later, I was driving and I got in a huge car accident. Like oh my God. it's just it's like one thing happens and then a bunch of things happen, right? Like yeah. it's probably the same thing and yeah, and that's an important right. part of your life. But it's adversity yeah. and you you get by it, right? Like yeah. You know, yeah. and, and it just, it, I know it's cliche, but it, it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger, right? Exactly. So like, well, it kind of leads me to my other tattoo. I got this Amor Fati right here. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's this phrase from Nietzsche. Um, Nietzsche, uh, it's a philosopher. Yeah. And uh, the Stoics actually use that a lot because Amor Fati is, is love of fate. Okay. And like, instead of thinking something negative, like, Kelly's passing, for mm-hmm. example, or tearing my knee. Well, there's always some. It's it's hard. It's kind of twisted to think like that, but there's always some kind of positive. You yeah, can, you can always think, um, turn these events and and learn from it and and grow from it. So it's kind of my my mantra. So that's yeah. that's kind of all goes together. And this guy right here. So it's it's three together. It's life, death, and time. And this is memento mori. It's another saying and. Uh, for the Stoics, yeah, um, saying that you shouldn't you shouldn't fear death actually because we're all going closer to that, so yeah. you shouldn't be scared of that and 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 try to um, reflect on your death because because so then you can live more in the moment. Yeah, right. That's deep, dude. That's crazy. It, it is. It but is. That, but yeah, that's it's, it's like it's, so it's, it's crazy. Like, like yeah. when did you start becoming uh, into philosophy? Like that's I don't know. I find it so cool. Not a lot of people you know, maybe would have that mindset or are not, yeah. are, not that they wouldn't have the mindset, they maybe wouldn't express it or talk about it mm-hmm. as much as like you have. And, and that's, that's unreal. So like, when did it start for you? 
Um, I think uh, after a couple months after the um, the pandemic started, I had some uh, life uh, changes. Yeah. Um, so uh, I I moved in with uh, Adam Pilates. Oh yeah, my, Pilates. Yeah, Pilates, yeah. my, my <laughs> that, new roommate. Yeah, a couple life changes there immediately. Yeah. Just by moving with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. We'll keep it PG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We um, won't get into it. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so it was a good time, obviously, but uh, I had to reflect a lot on on a lot of stuff, and I just had to find myself again. Yeah, and uh, started to read. Yeah, and uh, I, I've always enjoyed to read when yeah. I was in high school and stuff. And over time, you just you just do other stuff, and I got back into it. And um, I was listening to some podcasts, and uh, I got onto stoicism. And yeah, it's uh, it's good, man. I I started couple books and then yeah. started to read other authors starting to mix that with uh cognitive behavioral therapy wow so it's kind of just learning about the the, the brain yeah and how you can take control of it and how you can suppress not necessarily suppress negative emotions but kind of turn it kind of rewire how you think yeah and and try to try to be more happy i guess yeah that's yeah. crazy well like in, in pandemic you know they talk about mental health and it's so mm -hmm. it's it's difficult and, and you, every day is kind of like blended into the same i find right so with a you know at least stuff opening up and you be able to play hockey and be able to do all these things like it's going to bring a more positive mindset which is good yeah you know now that that moving forward so what are you what are you reading right now that uh that you're that you're enjoying um right now i well actually i just finished uh winning from uh okay. tim grover okay um tim grover was the personal trainer of uh, michael jordan and kobe bryant oh geez wow that's crazy so yeah it's an actually it's it basically goes over how to win <laughs> yeah so because um, he probably knows how to win yeah i think yeah <laughs> he was what, with two good winners so. yeah what was their kind of like i know like mj was so competitive they both were like extremely competitive but yeah. what was something that like you noticed from the book that you're like okay i'm gonna take that with me or like how are they how are they different than the average athlete well mj was was just so smart Yes, obviously their competitive edge is just through the roof. Yeah, um, and I can at some point relate to that. Yeah, um, but Kobe was more just dedicated to go all out all the time, relentless. He's, this guy was I don't know, yeah. I don't know. His gas thing must be so big. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Well, yeah, it's never stopping. No, like when never. he died, right? Like it was. Uh when he died like they came out uh, like kind of his training regimen came back out right and yeah. uh you know you see okay 5 a.m i'm gonna get up do shots like he was done three workouts before guys in the team showed know, up you know. know and you wonder how you you get to the best it's insane yeah but. yeah and it was working for him yeah. and stuff with michael was working for him too so yeah. i guess it's like finding what works for you and then yeah um how grover is putting it is like you know there's no winning it's like you're always chasing it as soon as you win you're still chasing another one yeah you know it's like so what's it's next like, is, what's next it never uh, stops it's like it's like it tom stops. brady it's an addiction almost it's like tom it brady is. like he he wins the super bowl and you know within the next two days he's like okay i got uh you know i i'm i need to win the next one like he mm -hmm. has a clock I, I saw somewhere i read somewhere he has a clock in his wall or in his gym that counts down to the next super bowl 
So the second he finishes one, he, he's ready for the next one or it reminds him yeah. mentally, like, which I find crazy, but it is. it's, it's like these guys have a, have a different, have a different filter that, that yeah. have, have trans translated to success. Yeah. Well, it's an obsession. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's just an obsession is there's nothing bigger than this for them. Yeah. And, and that's what makes them great. Yeah. Yeah. So a couple, a couple more, just, uh, that was a, that was a great, uh, little talk about philosophy. Um, so I know you played the, the guitar in your spare time, any songs you're learning or we're, <laughs> we're proud to have at least, uh, gave a try. Yeah. Um, yeah, it started, uh, started in the pandemic. A lot of, a lot of stuff happened. Everything in starts in the oh pandemic. My goodness, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I picked up a guitar, so I got an acoustic and uh, my dad bought me an electric. Oh yeah. Yeah. What yeah. do you prefer? Um, for, for songs, I actually prefer the acoustic, Yeah. but just to play around and learn, learn new stuff. I like the electric. Yeah, our new refs and stuff like that. Those uh, yeah. ACDC. Oh yeah, I love that. that. So nice playing Thunderstruck just, and oh, yeah, ready before so the game. <laughs> <laughs> just feels so good to like kind of create that. I'm like, oh yeah, I can, I can do it too. Like it's it's kind of crazy. And, and, and you remember those yeah. those 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 parts of song that like are are printed in your, yeah. in your mind and just play it. It's like oh my god, it feels like it, I, I've known this forever. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's pretty nice. So yeah, I guess. ACDCs, it's yeah. it's pretty. Uh, I like to play on the electric and uh, um, on the acoustic. Uh, wagon wheel is just oh, the yeah. easiest. It's yeah. just like great your girlfriend feeling. comes over, bring out the acoustic. She loves <laughs> yeah. it. You start singing too. Off. Like, yeah. Oh my god, I can't sing. No, can't sing. Pollock can sing for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's unreal. That's unreal. So I guess two besides the guitar and playing that. I know in, in one of the articles I read, you, you, you traveled, I guess we both did the CCM hockey tour, so we got to see a bunch of cities and, yeah. and whatnot, but, but moving forward, where's kind of a couple places you want to go? Um, well, actually, I kind of want to do <laughs> pretty much everywhere, man. Yeah. I, I, I like to learn, so I kind of want to see what, what's out there, because I've um, been to Europe once and was for a hockey tournament. Where? Uh, where in France Europe? back in 2010. Okay, uh, like minor hockey tournament? Yeah, it was just like a pickup tournament. Yeah. So uh, we organized that. It was just a week, so we barely saw anything. Yeah. Um, and then a couple of trips to Cuba, whatever, and yeah. out. So yeah. just to relax. But really want to see more like uh, um, down south, um, like uh, Argentina, those yeah. places, Chile. Yeah. Um, had a trip booked. Um, to uh, Guatemala, but okay. um, with the pandemic yeah. again, <laughs> everything yeah. kind of went down. But uh, and then next, uh, I want to go to Europe, mm -hmm. yeah, and play hockey at the same time as well. So that could be cool. Where where to kind of you want to play in Europe for hockey, like uh, for pro? Um, I don't know really. Where I'm gonna go, where the place, and I guess where the contract's gonna be right. Yeah. Um, you know, I still have so much love for hockey, but I also mm -hmm. want to live as well. Yeah. been grinding for so long in mm -hmm. juniors and the minors and everything like it's 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 been a it's been a good ride but also i'm kind of ready for for the next step and yeah um it's also living you know i'll, I'll be finished at uh, 27 with my master's my bachelor's degree so 
Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for the next step. Yeah. Uh, can't wait. You but, sure? Uh, you don't want to do it eighth year or seventh year or uh, <laughs> come back and coach? New and sport do... doesn't let me. Yeah. <laughs> if it did, you probably would though. I got called out there yesterday that I was old. I thought it was so funny. I was like, yeah. So One of the players like, called yeah. you on the other team? <laughs> yeah. They're like, how long has this guy been here? Yeah, he's like, I'm still God, here. You're so old. I'm yeah. like, yeah, so what? Yeah. <laughs> Give me a little uh, man. You're so young. <laughs> yeah. I was planning, I was playing here. He was still in high school, buddy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got to earn the right to talk to me. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's so funny, man. Um, but yeah, in Europe, uh, places like uh, Switzerland would be just unreal. Austria, Germany, France, those are all places that, you know, you, you see that guys go on vacation and you, you see on Instagram. I got a couple couple friends that are are um, already living the dream over there and, and yeah it's so nice man yeah i so guess it's nice. i guess it's good to having players that like are a recent alumni like uh jerome barrier like jv he went over to france and yeah. then you know renault's in france now we have yeah. halby and penny living in the same house in england like you have <laughs> a lot of uh you have a lot of different options to get feedback like yeah, i guess yeah. that probably weighs into it as well right yeah exactly pompey as well oh yeah he's there of mine. i yeah. played with him my first year so he's in germany uh right now he's in austria i think okay um he's doing pretty well and uh, also stories like uh, marc andre dorion oh yeah um you know it's it's great stories you know i, I want to live this mm -hmm. it feels looks nice and yeah. uh my girlfriend with me so uh she's ready to follow so yeah should be should be a nice adventure yeah and for sure what were uh i guess to touch back upon the guatemala you said it was what did you guys plan on doing there like i feel i feel you would be good for like vacations or doing these massive hikes like you guys yeah. like you're in good shape and yeah uh when i went with uh with chrissy my girlfriend to um to Alberta we did these massive hikes but yeah. I feel like it, it's it's uh it's something that you can do that uh, that you would like right instead of like yeah. just lying on a beach like you're so active that yeah. you, you'd love that stuff I actually love that stuff we had like two volcanoes set up to hike yeah uh, a mountain and all that stuff so there was a lake we could go to like yeah. uh, Lake Moraine and like okay. uh, like those places in Alberta so. yeah um yeah we, i had a couple of those places it was like a two-week trip yeah um Eugenia area was was all set up so oh really that sucks, sucks we can go but yeah. uh i still got i still got the the um, tickets yeah the the tickets so you still you paid for it so you could still go eventually yeah but i guess like there's there's a limit to it so i don't know if i'll ever get that money back or if i can ever yeah, like use it because ridiculous said, said about a year so <laughs> all right it's been it's been almost two now yeah we'll see that yeah goes. well it's opening up a bit now so yeah. that could be good so i guess we'll just finish off with the rapid fire this has been great sam because i don't want to take your entire sunday afternoon so <laughs> gonna do i think it's six or seven questions and we'll just bang them out quick and right. that'll be it okay so who is the dj in the room this year oh um I'd say Filer. Yeah, Filer's he's good at uh, yeah. social gatherings. Yeah, uh, Club du Rocher is on. Yeah, so, Club uh, du Rocher. So he's on. He's on the. He's, he's on, on the, the ox. ox. Yeah, yeah, he's on the ox. I was. I just had the uh, Jazzy Boots on. Oh, but, Jazzy uh, Boots. Yeah, yeah. yeah no one will ever replace Jazzy Boots nope. as DJ. But still uh, putting his playlist on. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's out. great. <laughs> um, what are you gonna be for Halloween this year? I'm gonna be like a Robin Hood with my girlfriend. Yeah, we're both. Oh, you're doing a couple costumes. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'm at that stage yet, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I that stage. Yeah, I can't. I don't know. Too much pressure, you know. She's got to pull her weight, and I got to pull mine to get the full couple costume going. Yeah, so it's been set for like a month and a half. Oh, you guys have it planned? 
Oh yeah, yeah. So she, you're Robin Hood, and then she's like, what? My my Robin Hood. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it'll be. We're good. like the same. Yeah, much, you guys are the like, same. So yeah. it's double. Um, if you didn't play hockey, what sport would you play? Uh, that's a good question. I played soccer when I was on. Kind of hated it. Um, you dominated the football field during our games last yeah, year. Yeah, football is. Yeah, I have a little thing for football. Yeah, but, you were good. Uh, man, I'm just, I just don't have the size now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Out there. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, football, football yeah. would be it. I think. I think that'd be a good one. Yeah. Uh, what can I find you binge watching on Netflix right now? Uh, we're in Homeland, big time. Homeland? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah? I haven't seen that one. I watched uh, You, season three. Finished yeah, that I one. a lot of stuff. And it. Yellowstone I was watching. That was good. Yellowstone? Yeah, that was a really good one. It's, with, yeah. uh, it's like a country one, but I think you would like it. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite summer hobby? Um, summer hobby? Um, honestly, I, I like to just be out. Just be outside. Mm-hmm. So either it's a picnic, go to the beach. Yeah. Because um, we have good, nice mountains. We go uh, Mont Tremblant, stuff like that. So just, just being outside, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And uh, last question. So Michael Scott once said he's not superstitious, but he is a little stitious. Do you have any superstitions? Actually, no. I'm really not a superstitious guy, and uh, but I have this habit which I don't think it does absolutely anything. I just do it because I've always done yeah. it. But I don't think it helps me in any way or something like that. I just put my left skate in before my. Right Everyone skate. does that. I do that too. Left skate, left shin pad, everything left <laughs> and then right. I don't know why I do it. It's just yeah. an habit. It's just a hat. It's just it, like yeah. It's just yeah. That's not bad though. That's standard. Yeah, but yeah. I guess no. I'm. Uh, I'll be boring. I have absolutely no superstitions. Just weird routines. But, yeah. Uh, I had a roommate in uh, in junior that had to. Uh, he had to do the microwave of the game day to the to it had to end in his number. So he was number two. So he wouldn't do ten seconds. It had to be twelve seconds. Oh my god! If it was twenty seconds, it had to be twenty-two seconds. <laughs> it was just ridiculous. And like, shut his phone off at a certain time. Everything like, if the pregame meal the day for, before to today wasn't the same, yeah, ridiculous. So oh my god! Some no, people I, are very I don't into have, it. I just I have routines that I like to follow, but there's they're not strict. So. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, this was great. That wraps up the first episode of the two ticket segment. Uh, thanks for joining, Sam. And uh, that was awesome. Yeah. Thank you for having me. That's cool. Yeah. All right. Unreal. Thank you to Sam Tremblay for being the very first interviewee on the two ticket segment. Um, and what a great conversation that was talking about philosophy, the upcoming season and being captain and uh, a bunch more fun stuff. So bi-weekly, this podcast will run. This concludes the very first episode of the two ticket segment. Uh, moving forward, it will occur bi-weekly. There'll be game recaps as I talked about earlier, and then it will follow up with a interview with maybe one player, maybe a couple players on the, the team this year, or recent alumni. So thank you for tuning in. I'm Quinn Serdic, and keep your elbows up and stick on the ice.